Roman Travis. Magic Talk. Oh, how's your dog doing? Everybody loves dogs, apart from those that don't love them. Darren Rosen, expert with dogs. He's from Mindfulness for Dogs and joins me from Waikato. Good morning. Good morning, Roman. Nice to have you on the show. It's a lovely, bonny, sunny day as well in Waikato. So. Oh, lovely. Okay, I've been doing a lot of walking like lots of people lately. I was just talking to John Budge, the show's producer, about all the dogs up and down Mount Eden yesterday. Yeah. Not all of them on leads. Um, let's talk about taking dogs for walk. What are the tricks, the do's and don'ts? Well, first of all, I suppose it's quite nice to see dogs out there walking again, isn't it? Um, I think the lockdowns are maybe so not so great for the economy and everything like that, but fantastic for dogs. Mm. More dogs out there having walks than anything. Mm. Um, but I suppose we've really got to think about um, how many times we're taking our dogs for a walk, I guess. And, and if we are, because there's a lot of dogs out there in New Zealand that don't get walks, unfortunately. It's not a good thing. I know there's some bizarre <coughs> laws being enforced in mm. Germany, aren't there? What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. The, I think it's on its first draft, and they're hoping it to, um, for it to go through maybe the beginning of next year. But they're, and this is quite controversial, I guess, if you think about the impact of it. They're, they're trying to make it that you have to take your dog out for a walk twice a day for um, no longer than, an, uh, no um, shorter than an hour in total. Mm. So can you imagine that, that you have to take your dog out for a walk every day? It's fantastic, I think, but... Mm logistics of that's uh, crazy and also they're looking at um and this is a long one that should be there anyway that you can't keep your dog on a chain or a rope oh. i think um, new zealand suffers from that one incredibly yeah. badly i see a lot of that look i heard about the survey done in germany that uh, something i don't know the figures now let's just make it up 80 percent of germans thought it was a great idea to mandate walking dogs twice a day but only like 40 percent actually did it. <laughs> Do it that's right yeah it's like anything. I don't know. You can bring in all these different laws about um, you, know, you have to do this, you have to do that. But how do you police it? How, mm. Maybe police isn't the right word, but how do you manage it? How do you enforce it? And I think it's down to the um, that rule. That if you put a law in, 80% of the people will follow it yeah. um, just because. And then the rest of the people, then hopefully you can get on top of maybe. I don't know. Yeah, all but, right. But it would, but it would be really good. Um, I think if we made something like that um, similar, or at least if we... If we extended it to that the dogs have to have exercise, formal exercise in some way. Why would you buy a dog to not want to walk it? I don't get why you'd buy a dog if you're well, not going to do dog I think, stuff. Um, yeah, I think, I think we all start off with really good intentions when we get a dog. And then what happens is, unfortunately, maybe we don't put the training in. Um, something happens, our life changes. And then suddenly that, um, that lovely walk that we used to be able to do with our dog becomes a little bit less enjoyable and a bit less enjoyable. And the dog starts getting reactive maybe and has a sort of good old bark at someone. So we get embarrassed. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, the dog just gets retired to the, um, to the garden. Okay. 0800 844 That's the phone number that text us <coughs> 3920. It's much better to call and have this wonderful opportunity to have a free chat, a consultation with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Let's go back to the New Zealand laws around all of this. Does it depend mm. on the council? There's no, we don't have like a, a, a central <coughs> government mandate about dog walking, do we? No, not really. I think as, I'm, I might be completely wrong here, but as far as I'm aware, it's more about the, the management of dogs rather than the actual need of the dog. There is the obviously the Animal Welfare Act. Mm. Um, and and that covers broadly covers um, that the dog must have shelter, food, water, and it says it does have to have exercise, but it doesn't sti- uh, stipulate exactly what. So it's it's very sort of open to interpretation, I would say. Mm. Um, maybe maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I'm not too sure. Be interesting to see if we can get some people uh, some people's views on that one. Really. Well, let's see what Raywin has yeah. to say. Raywin, have, I'm betting Raywin's got a Bichon freeze. Am I right, Raywin? <laughs> Oh, I've got a little foxy. Oh, it's foxy. Close. It's close, yeah. Hi, Hi, Raymond. Hi, um, hi Raymond. Hi, I've got a... It's not really a problem, but it's... Um, I've 
got a little foxy. I got him when he was nine. He was a rescue dog, and I've had him for three years. Um, I've broken my kneecap, and I'm out of action for, well, quite a few weeks. And he's been living away, like, down the line a bit from me, an hour away. Um, and he's probably going to be away for, like, six weeks or more. Um, will he will he still return to me and know me? Um, I don't see why not. I mean, dogs certainly have good memories. I think the, the most important thing is when he comes back, you make his life really positive, really enrich it. So lots of treats, yeah, lots of yeah. cuddles, all those kind of things. Yeah. And just, just yeah. Um, anything that you did um, before he left that he really yeah. enjoyed, just get straight into that. Yeah, dog, dogs are yeah, pretty I'll, good well, at I, I, won't be, I won't be able to physically walk him myself when he comes back, but um, I'll have other people around me that can walk mm-hmm. him. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, just about building, it's just about building that positive relationship again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure he remember. So he's I mean, been had... sleeping on, on my friend's bed with her, and probably you know getting. <sighs> and he's, I just worry, worry that he's been wondering why I left him and why he's not with me anymore. No, you know? I think I, you've had him for three years. You're saying. I think yeah, if you would, yeah. if he was there for a year, then that would change things. But six weeks isn't mm. a huge a time. I don't think for him to adjust oh, that much. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey, Ra- hey Ray, no, was this going back to your knee? How did you break your knee? Yeah. Um, I just fell on concrete, just oh. fell down on my knee, and it broke the kneecap. So I've got a big Ooh. bloody brace on it, and then I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not while not while you're walking the dog. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was just outside in the carport. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, all yeah. the best, Raywin. Thanks for the yeah. call, and I hope that goes well with with your dog. Definitely. Just on that, just on that. You know, when I borrow the Wyamarana called Izzy, she she walks like a radar from left to right in front of you, and if I'm running and she changes <coughs> her mind then I'm just about breaking my kneecaps too. How do you change that wow. kind of behaviour? Wow. Um, first of all, you've got to think about the dog. So is that the instinctual behaviour of the dog? And some, some of the herding dogs will want to cross over. That's what they do. And it's a really hard one to um, to change unless you do sort of like proper competition obedience. But really thinking about making the place that you want the dog to be the most important place. So if we think about um, one, one little trick I gave um, our puppy preschoolers was that we always treat the dog in a sit or down in front of us. Mm. Maybe do that on the side because the side is actually the heel position, isn't it, when they're running? Mm. So if, they always, if, if they're always treated at the front, then they're always trying to get to the front. Ah, I see. So oh, gosh. Has a little has quite an effect on the dogs actually when you when you're walking them. By that doing does that. make a lot of sense. Very straightforward. <laughs> Here's a text that says when I use a silent dog whistle, do I have it on completely silent? And what's the best way to teach your dog to stop and come? I don't know anything about a silent dog whistle. No, um, I think it maybe means silent as in we can't hear it. Do you know I'm not actually a, a big user of whistles um, with dogs. Um, it's probably more the the sort of gun dog training that tend to use the whistles, mainly because when you blow a whistle in a park, you get every dog run to you or yeah. every dog run away, depending on the situation. <laughs> um, I think whether you're using a whistle, a command, or, um, or or a hand signal, whatever, to get that return, you need to train the return before the whistle comes in. In my opinion, it's the action comes first, so mm. the dog's returning to you with a lead or whatever, and then you give it the name, blow the whistle, to associate that whistle yeah. with, the, with the actual command. So I think you've got to take it back to the basics, really, in terms of training. All right, pick up your phone, call 0800 844 747. <coughs> you can talk with Darren Rowe, who's in our Waikato studio. Let's go back to the first lockdown. You saw huge numbers of dogs being walked. Everyone's going, woohoo, yeah, I'm out walking my dog. And then that died off, didn't it? It did, unfortunately, yeah. And I think it was, I think it was quite nice because it brought families, to, well, families together, not so much lots of families, but it brought families together with their dogs. Mm. So they took their dogs out and, and, and had that lovely walk with them. But, yeah, it's, it's, we're creatures of habit, and then life sort of starts to get busy again, 
and that hour or two hours that we allocated for dogs suddenly disappears. I think you've got to, and that's, that's one of the things I think in Germany they've got it right, that you've got to allocate that time. We're quite fortunate, I guess, where we live. We've got a nice big sort of two-acre block, and the dogs go for a really good run there every morning and every evening, mm. and, and whenever I'm out with them, basically. But we still do the walking around the paddock as well, so so we're not just sitting there and letting them all just run around. We actually do a proper walk with them, okay. and they follow us, and it's that bonding time, and I think that's the important thing. If you take your dog out for a nice walk every morning and every night, they bond with you, yeah, and that makes behavioural issues a lot better. Yeah, a brilliant. Lot less. Yeah, and they're more likely to remember the commands yeah. you're trying to teach them too, I guess. Oh, they'll, they'll like you more, so they're more likely to do them, I think, is the more important thing. All right, we're going to come back soon and talk about dog etiquette. Dogs don't really know what to do, but it's up to you to make sure that it's done in dog parks and dog walking areas. But get your call in now on 0800 844 747. And for the best advice in dog behaviour, call now 0800 844 747. Ross, you've got an Alsatian, am I right? No, I haven't got an Alsatian no. any dogs now at all. Oh, okay. Oh. You're getting things wrong this morning. I Fish know. on thingies and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm an ex-cocky, as in farmer. Oh. And um, just a bit of something you might want to, you might already know about it. When I was training my dogs, whether, whether it be to whistle or command, I'd, put, I'd tie a fishing line onto the, onto the collar and let them run away and then... I'd either use the whistle or the sit down and hit the button so the dog had to stop. When you say hit the button there, um, Russ, what, what you do know, you mean by you can, let, you can let a fishing line run out on the oh, rod. Okay. <clears throat> right, yeah. And then you hit a button and it stops. Oh, okay. And, and, and what, that what worked effect, really well. What effect did that have on the dog then? It stopped it. It stopped, it it, stopped yeah. the bloody dog. Um, <laughs> it did. How, how, do you, how do you feel about that being attached to its neck now? If you put that in terms of you... Running out there with a um, fishing line on no, no, your neck. Well, no, no, no. It did, I didn't let him go bloody 100 k's or anything. I let oh, him okay, go right. way and, and then stop him and then let him go a bit more and stop him. And okay, it didn't so it's take long at all. Yeah. yeah. It didn't take long at all. And they were <coughs> bloody brilliant dogs. Yeah, I think I think as a farmer, um, you 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 know you're really trained into what you know what to do with a dog. I think if we well, start, well, I'm um, guessing that everyone who's training a dog is doing it to what they want to do with it. No, the the problem I find, um, Russ, is that when people put um, the the long lead effectively is equivalent to the um, fishing line on a collar, they don't tend to have that same control that farmers will, because obviously it's your livelihood with a dog. So what they do is the dog tears off and then they pull the lead back and it almost breaks the dog's neck and i yeah, see that too often neck. unfortunately yeah yeah so so you know if you know what you're doing then i can see that will work really well what i normally recommend is that you just use a harness if you're a um, home dog person obviously farmers have got a bit more and, control and, and the other thing i did was if i wanted them to stay in one place and it was didn't hurt the dog i just stopped them and if he moved i gave him a tap with one finger on top of his nose just a tap and then i moved away and if he'd moved it i did it again and with, yeah. within within a week or maybe 10 days I could go 200 metres away and as long as the dogs could see me they did not move yeah, and again, I think I think we need to put it in context in terms of the farming industry. Um, most people um, outside of the farming industry and that kind of thing, they don't have the control that you guys have, I guess. I don't personally like to sort of hit a dog or do anything like that. I know you're not hitting it, you're just tapping it, I get that. Mm. But most people don't have that control and, and they go over the top because they get actually frustrated if the dog doesn't move. Yep. Whereas you guys have got the patience because you know that it's, you know, you've got to take the patience to get the dog to where you want to get. Most most pet people don't have that patience and they, they just go over the top, unfortunately. And good on you, Ross. Thank you for the call. Yeah. The number here is 0800 844 747. G'day, Stuart. You've got a, hang on, you've got a giant Jack Russell. 
<laughs> oh, um, yeah, I have really. Yeah. No, I've got a beautiful uh, golden retriever. Oh, damn. Oh. I just, I, I just <laughs> like to to mention that um, uh, when you buy a, a a pet such as a dog, um, a lot of people don't sort of uh, understand or realise that you are obligated mm. to the sense of love <laughs> to look after your dog and make sure that they have plenty of exercise. Um, why I say that, because of the inclement weather that we experience on occasions in New Zealand here and up in Auckland, um, people say, oh, well, you won't bother taking the dog up because it's raining. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, dogs enjoy the rain too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, and, um, so I, I hear that all the time. I mean, dogs don't care about the weather. In fact, they actually enjoy going out in the rain, mm. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. 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 I think... Yeah. Um, I think I think uh, experiencing the, the dog's pleasure when you take them uh, for a walk, even in a suburban area or even in, in uh, on the countryside, it's just so wonderful to to acknowledge that you're you're, you're providing something so natural to the dog, and uh, it makes them so happy. Marvelous, yeah, it's fantastic. marvelous. Yeah, Any dog happens. would be very lucky to have you as the boss, Stuart. I really like your sentiment there. Thank you for sharing that with us. Here's a text in from Maggie in Rotorua. Thank you, Maggie. The lady with the broken kneecap. I suggest she hires a mobility scooter that takes her and her dog walking. That's a great idea. I'm That's in a similar idea. situation and my Jack Russell <coughs> loves it. ACC might even supply the scooter. Oh, I doubt it. They'll be broke with all the COVID stuff going on. Yeah. Let's does go that back. Mean, hmm? Sorry, does that mean that the dog gets a scooter as well? well I've seen that happen. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you see people on mobile? scooters and the dog on the scooter it's like that's not going to work that's not going to work what about dog etiquettes darren yeah so so if we can't take our dogs for a walk then quite often we think oh let's take them to a dog park that's a lot easier isn't it yeah mm. but um <laughs> there's uh, i was chatting to one of our um, local uh, dog uh, control officers and she was saying there's an awful lot more dog attacks and dog problems at the moment in dog parks because mm. people aren't following this etiquettes and, and i don't know if the etiquettes are actually written in stone but these are certainly the ones that um i did a little scan on the internet in new zealand and these are the ones that seem to be the most popular ones so um, mm. we'll see how many we get through but, but first of all um cleanliness guys yeah you're in a dog park it's just like walking down the road pick up the dog poo right that's the most important thing there's mm-hmm. nothing worse than your dogs running around they get the poo on their feet if it's in there and then that oh, spreads disease in your it. house and you, know, you just don't want to do that do you no. um and, and quite often these places they have the poo bins and they even have the poo bags now which i think is fantastic mm. um you don't use your hat like that advert okay <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> that's that right it is <laughs> No. Um, assuming your dog um, enjoys the dog park, right? We, we've got this thing that every dog must run off lead and go in a dog park. Some dogs really just can't cope with it. They're just mm. too nervous um, or they're aggressive. Yeah. Be realistic about what your dog's behavior actually is. If your dog is quite reactive on lead, it's likely, possibly, to be reactive off lead as well. So test it out first. Yeah. Don't just throw your dog into like a dog park with 20, 20 dogs and then I'll go, oh no, it's had a fight. Mm. <laughs> You know, you've set yourself, you set your dog and yourself up for failure and you're probably going to be in a court case at the same time for, to boot, which isn't, well, isn't the best thing, is it really? So, yeah. mm. so make sure your dog's got that, okay? Um, this is my pet hate, my real pet hate. I, I go to a, there's a, a very popular, I won't say what it is, there's a very popular dog park in Hamilton. It's not many, to be honest, that's pretty obvious. Um, and I see this all the time, it drives me mad. People go in there, they let their dogs off and then they're on their phones, they're talking to their best mates and they have no idea where their dog is. And this is a big park, there's, a, there's like a river there and everything. And then suddenly there's this massive skirmish and they've got no clue if it's their dog. It's not an unsupervised play. 
right? When you take your dog to the dog park, you need to know where your dog is all the time. Mm. I'll get off my soapbox now, but um, so many dog attacks and so many problems happen because people just have no concept where the dog is. Okay, let's come back. There are lots more dog etiquette rules we need to be mindful of with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. The number is 0800 844 747. Happy Sunday morning, Johnny. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Johnny. We've got two Shih Tzus, and they both um, came out of our former animal shelter. Uh, We used to run an animal shelter for abused and neglected dogs, and one of them was the chaperone for all the animals, horses, dogs that come, and he would make them feel really good. But (laughs) uh, he's he's a loving little boy, but he's been attacked by a pit bull, and he's had surgery, fractured skull, all of that. Um, But his best mate, who we just got the two of them now, um, he's a Maltese Shih Tzu, and they, and they scrap it out every now and again, but they're really good around the baby. They, they know the difference between when they can have a fight and when they don't have a fight. But yeah. when, when we're feeding them, um, it's, it's almost like the, we've got to get one growling for the other one to eat his food. We've tried just about um, oh, feeding wow. them in different parts of the house. and hmm. Well, like we've got ADHD, and I wonder if it's rubbed off on the dogs. <laughs> there, there, there is a, a little bit maybe possibly a little bit of truth in it actually um, there's a big study about ADHD in dogs but I'm not sure if it's whether they reflect their owners but certainly with other emotional states they can reflect their owners so there might be a bit of truth in that mm, um, when you say that he won't eat unless he's being growled at by the other dog unless it's the fear of the other dog taking the food yeah oh okay right yeah so, so, so a bit of a standover yeah. type situation there yeah so, so my first thoughts there would be to um Although you said you separate them and it hasn't worked, I would still go on with that because over time, that. over time that would actually then um, the fear will go away. The other thing you can do is have them in crates next to each other, but a blanket between them, so they can still smell each other. Mm. Um, so they might still sort of have that initial sort of oh I'll eat it because he's there, mm-hmm. and then slowly start to separate those crates. Yeah, so brilliant. Get a bit more. Maybe that might be worth a try. It's a hard one actually. Really sure good that. advice. Hey, thank you, Johnny. And if you've got a question for Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, it's oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. Let's go back to that list. I like this mm. point about leaving your dog unsupervised. <coughs> Everybody who has a dog says, "Oh, my dog's wonderful. It's so good," yeah. until it's not. Until it's not, that's yeah. right. And, and and if you know anything about dog behaviour, if you've seen it in the park, it can be absolutely fantastic one second, and mm. literally two seconds later, we've got a full-on fight. The problem in dog parks is when a dog does challenge another dog, there's a lot of bystanders that then want to put in their two pence worth, oh, or two right. cents worth, I should say. Yeah. Um, and that's when it gets uncontrollable. And if we've all just ignored our dogs and we're running around, then you know, we can't yeah, get there yeah, in time, can we? Because they might be like 100 metres away from us. I've seen that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the other one is, um, and it kind of like, goes on to that is not bringing your dog to the dog park unless it's ready mm-hmm. so there are and it, this is the bylaws as far as i remember in um, a lot of uh, the council so your dog has to have basic commands sit down and and recall recall guys is the most important one they're not we're not talking like rock solid recalls but we're talking your dog will come back to you right so you have to train that so that's why i really recommend after puppy preschool and there's a there's a hint in the word preschool there um, preschool is not school okay so you go to school to learn you go to preschool to play mm. so puppy pre- after puppy preschool go to a class at least to learn one class to at least learn that recall and those basic commands and then take your dog to the dog park after that we're going to jump to Jenny in just a second, but is it fair to say please don't take your dog to any sort of public dog park unless it's fully vaccinated? Certainly, yeah, and um, there are varying things on that one in terms of uh, ages. So I don't take my dogs to the dog park unless they're sort of about 20 weeks. 
Mm. Um, some people say 12 weeks, but your vaccinations are normally around the 16, 17 week time. So mm-hmm. as soon as you don't take your puppies there. But yeah, I wouldn't. It's not fair, is it? Because your dog might be carrying all sorts of things. Or oh, yeah. more likely, your dog might catch something. Okay. 0800 844 747. Just a few minutes left to have a chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. I don't think Jenny's quite ready to come through yet. She's still having a chat with my technical producer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm picking that Jenny probably has a, a great Dane. Am I right, Jenny? No, darling. I've got a golden Labrador. Golden Labrador. Yes, and she's two years old. And we go in the van all the time. She's a country dog. Mm, Awesome. And she cries. She whines. When we're getting near to Leeston or Southbridge or the destination, or if I go into Christchurch to my sister's, she whines. She gets... Is it is it anxiety or what? Well, I'd love to know so, so, what it is. Yeah. So so is she whining when as you almost get there? Yes, and for about miles before we get there. Oh, okay. Because if it's just before she gets there, it might be that classic, are we nearly there yet kind of thing, and excitement. But it sounds like yes. it's anxiety. A lot of dogs get quite a lot of anxiety, and it's, um, in my experience, it's normally because they're, they're in the car, and they can see things moving, but they can't have that sense of moving with them. So they get a bit right. confused and get quite anxious. So quite often, um, if you crate them, and again, I, I'm a great believer of covering things over with a crate, and then they don't necessarily see outside, and you might find that slows down. It might be a habit now, and that's the only problem. So uh, you might have to do a bit of working around it. But it sounds like you've, uh, you're the right person to give it a go. Sounds like <laughs> she was trying to impersonate her dog then too. Good to hear from you, Jenny. Thank you. Here's a text Thank from you, Ray that says, I can't stand to see poor dogs being taken for walks on very hot days when the pavement is really hot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's an elbow test you do, um, a bit like when you put uh, your elbow in for baby's waters. Mm. Put your elbow on the um, concrete and, and leave it there for 10 seconds. If you if you have a, like, a serious one burn, then you know it's not good for your dogs. I've seen dogs' paws get completely um, mm-hmm. through walking through concrete so yeah and it's not it's not good just to walk them on the grass a little bit and then on the concrete really be careful mm. time wise in the morning and evenings okay we've got yeah. about 30 seconds left what was left on your list of dog etiquette so very quickly then treats don't take treats for dog park um, it's fine if your dog likes treats but if somebody's other dog is a resource guarder you've got a full-on fight when you give them a treat mm. or try and give the dog a treat and also the same applies with um, toys don't take a toy to the park unless and ca- and, sorry unless you're happy for it to disappear and get destroyed because once you throw a toy in the dog park and there's 10 dogs it's everybody's toy yeah, it's yes. not just your dog's toy don't get upset when the dog runs off with a toy yeah it's a bit like starting a political party when you buy a dog you want to get it right from the start not make corrections as you go along as Too we right. see from time to time <laughs> so get Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs involved how do people find you Darren? yep you can find me on the internet so it's mindfulnessfordogs.com or just mfordogs.com and uh, yeah, you can just search for me on social media um, Instagram and Facebook I'll be there yeah, lovely. Good to catch up with you, Darren, as always. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Cheers. There you go. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs here with us on the Sunday Cafe. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on the Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.